welcome to the Will You Sit With Me podcast, a podcast all about holding space for questions, conversations, and musings about female friendships and how to navigate them. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to Will You Sit With Me? We're back for another episode, episode 11. How did we get here? been a wild ride but we made it <laughs> it really has been and it's you know it's funny because I feel like for the first like nine episodes we were really in a flow we were really and then we flow. like and then last one yeah it got a little weird but it's okay we're, it we're on our way back this is the comeback episode <laughs> yes but you know what I kind of like it because we are realistic we know that every episode isn't going to be like the best episode ever, you know, so it's good to have some ebb and flow, but we hope that this one's, you know, a little different. Yeah, maybe this is the one where we, like, PR or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) This is our podcast PR, personal record for anyone who doesn't know. I've been watching too much of, like, the Olympic trials. I've been using, like, a lot of, like, sports metaphors lately. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you need to, like, calm it down. (laughs) I'm obsessed with that meme that's going around that's like, I actually, it's a tweet, and it's like, we need to have a normal person do these events yes! first. It's so true. <laughs> I think about that, like, regularly, because there was this one event where they were running, like, 10,000 meters, and they were like, 25 more laps to go, and I'm like, what the, and they're, they're running, like, a sub-five-minute mile, Lulu, like, the last time I ran a mile, well, first of all, I could barely finish it, which... <laughs> was terrible like a mile I don't think is that far it was like 15 minutes like oh my god and I was like 10 minutes is so slow and then I was like oh no (laughs) and that's why I don't run because I don't like being bad at things seriously I did see this thing on TikTok it was very inspirational to me and it was like this girl who decided to run one mile every single day for 365 days and she was like, I figured like it was only one mile. And when I wanted to run more, I didn't because I knew that I needed to do it tomorrow. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I Wait, should do that. that's kind of awesome. I was yeah. going to say, Lulu, maybe that's our new thing that we commit to, especially with me going into what I'm dubbing fun employment. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, maybe I'll get into running because I won't have any money to go to the gym. <laughs> True. I mean, honestly, it's smart. It's smart. I mean... We can just add it to the list of all the things that we are doing in these aspirational lives we don't live. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Our books and our running. Here we go. Anyone else who wants to join us, maybe we'll post um, something on Instagram every day that we do run a mile, but it has to be both of us that will incentivize us. Okay. Do we have to do a thing where, I was going to say, it's like your thing where you and Maggie won't spend money for a certain (laughs) amount of time, and then if you do, you have to work out yeah this is actually a great money saving tip which is nothing to do with the episode today but my roommate and I we do this thing where when we want to be in a season of not spending money because we've overspent we tell each other that we can only like buy groceries for the week and then we can't spend any money and if you spend any money for every purchase that you make that week you have to like go to the gym extra or in our case you just have to go to the gym and so it's really incentivizing because first of all it's like shameful you know if you spend any money and then second of all you have to go do something you don't really want to do so it actually works pretty well I tried to do it with Steven but he actually likes working out so he was like well I don't understand like how this is supposed to like keep me from he's like I I wanted to go for a bike ride and I was like (laughs) well you know what Steven for some people this is a punishment okay (laughs) (laughs) fucking weirdo (laughs) Well, he has to choose something like, um, 
He can clean the kitchen. That yeah. would be his punishment. <laughs> exactly. Whatever it is that he hates, whatever it is out there that you hate, that's that's your punishment. Because it's yeah. actually, I don't really believe in, like, punishment or, like, being like, oh, this is, like, bad. I shouldn't do this. But, like, for spending money, I feel like that's actually a semi-healthy thing to do. <laughs> no, I like it. I mean, I think that it's probably, like, I feel like I have a really hard time budgeting and actually, mm-hmm. like, sticking to things. So I yeah. feel like having some type of, like, negative thing. Because I'm always like, no, you got to treat yourself. Like, you got yeah. Tuesday. Like, you deserve, like, a little snack. Or, like, yeah. you deserve, like a little thing from Sephora it's like yeah. $25 or whatever and you're like oh no this well, is out of control my mom one time said this to me and it's like always stuck with me because it's so true but she was saying that when she was like first a single mom and whatnot she was like $20 her- herself to death and basically mm-hmm. like just $20 here $20 there and then as she like got older and made more money like it just like went up and up and up and no, I'm seeing that to be so true, true too it's so bad it's yeah. really bad because my brother-in-law was talking about this I guess there's like a proper term for it it's called lifestyle creep but as you start making more money or your your circumstances change like because we had the same thing where I think Stephen got like a raise or something and I was like but how do we how are we not saving more than Mm -hmm. we used to like we should be saving so much more but as you start making more like you get used to these different things you become accustomed to then spending a little bit more you feel like you can do that and then it just becomes like a regular part of your routine Mm -hmm. lifestyle creep I was like wow that's exactly what it is which is I mean it's so silly because they say to live below your means which I mean I feel like we probably both still do but (laughs) yeah Yeah. like not not as much as not as much as I could yeah exactly which is why I have to have these no spend weeks because it's actually amazing how much money you can save if you don't spend any money or you if you spend like ten dollars a day whatever it is so we did that this week unintentionally like I just I was gone last week so I didn't order groceries so we like have been eating like ramen Mm -hmm. like but it's been kind of great because we're like wow we saved like so much we didn't have to spit, like pay all this for groceries, yeah. and we're just using up what we have in the fridge, and mm-hmm. I've been into it. Yeah, I've actually been doing that. I moved into my place in September, so it's almost been a year, but when I moved out of my old place, I found so much just food and stuff in the pantries mm-hmm. and the freezer that I was like, this is silly it's, that it's just sitting it's here. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah. So with this place, what I decided to do is like... I don't like my pantry and my freezer getting, like, above a certain level. And if it's like that, I have one of those, like, fridge foraging weeks or whatever where I'm like, I just have to eat what I have and it's not going to be good, but I'm just going to do it. But it works. It's actually really helpful. And with that... Our topic for today is definitely a little bit different, definitely something that we have not covered yet. And it's talking about, it's going to take a few different paths, so we'll see how this goes. But it's talking about... (laughs) how your friends don't have to change for you. And basically this topic this week was brought on because I shockingly saw a quote this week (laughs) um, (laughs) that was talking about kind of the expectations of who your friends are and and when you want them to be different. So I'm just going to read the quote because I think it sets the really good kind of ground for what we're going to be talking about and gives you something good to think about. But it kind of takes a turn at the second paragraph, so be prepared. <laughs> Hold on to your seats. Mm-hmm. We're getting crazy up in here. <laughs> All right. So the quote is, complaining about someone over and over doesn't necessarily mean that there's something wrong with them. It usually means that our expectations of them are misaligned with reality. They keep showing us how they're not the person we're expecting them to be, and we keep getting agitated. 
The definition of, of delusion is to firmly maintain a belief or an expectation that is contradicted by reality. And in order to spare ourselves from any sort of delusional thinking, we must regularly adjust our own expectations to the reality of how someone is showing up. From there, we can find peace. And that is from Light Watkins on Instagram, who I really love to follow. So throw him a follow. But when I read this, I was like, wow, this is just so true. I, f- I feel like it's just every level of this quote. Because right now, like, this to me is not resonating with friendship. Although I feel like at different points in my life, this would have been like, oh my god, this is happening in a friendship. For me mm-hmm. right now, this is like my work life. And I'm like, yes. But I think that there's, this is like one of those amazing quotes that kind of perfectly fits into whatever your circumstances, Mm -hmm. because there's so much truth in it. And I think the end result is kind of the same. It's letting it go, Mm -hmm. you know, like you can't control other people's actions. And if you do, like, I think you just kind of end up driving yourself a little bit crazy. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I had a situation with a friend a while back where it was just this to a T like I would complain mm-hmm. to everyone about them and it was just so hard because what I wanted them to be was just so far from what I knew them to be you know mm-hmm. in that moment and what I finally realized was like they're just being who they are you know what I mean they yeah. are gonna be who they are because that's who they are and They shouldn't have to change, you know what I mean? But what should change is how I show up in that friendship and and that relationship. And, you know, I felt like I spent so much time looking back, like so much time and energy just like being mad about it. And what good did that do? Like it it didn't do anything but make me agitated, as this says, you know? And so it wasn't until I was able to kind of let it go, which is so much easier said than done. But once I was able... <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. um, it's like, excuse you. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. I feel like it's my response to that every time. I'm like, look, yeah. I'm very zen. I don't know to what you were referring. <laughs> it's like when someone says calm down, like let it go is the same type of phrase where it's like, oh yeah, maybe I'll try that. Mm, haven't thought about yeah. that. Hadn't thought about it. Would love to be calm right now. I just choose not to be. (laughs) Exactly. But I feel like, you know what? I did find peace. And so I feel like one of the things that, one of the directions I wanted to kind of take this in was just talking a little bit about kind of finding ways of coming to terms with people when they're like this. Because I feel like one of the things that I learned is Sometimes that means that you have to kind of meet them where they are, readjust Mm -hmm. what you think that friendship is going to look like. And oftentimes that means deprioritizing people. And I think that that should be like totally okay because we've talked about friendship breakups before, but there's also something in friendship where it's kind of like a mutual, like it's not even a parting of the ways. It's just a little bit like we're both going to take a step back, still friends, no bad blood, but Mm -hmm. like maybe you're not what I what I need right now. And I was talking with my roommate, Maggie, um, before we recorded this episode and she said something that I just loved. I feel like this is going to be my new mantra, (laughs) but she said, if you're not getting something from someone, then go find it in someone else. And I feel like that is just so true. So true. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And I feel like what's tough with friendships that I think this quote really hints at is I've always been like, well, I see the best in people and I see how they could be. But I think that what's the problem is you see people how you want them to be Mm -hmm. and not how they are. And I think 
it, it's really aligning that and being like, well, maybe that person isn't what I need or maybe what they're giving isn't what I'm looking for. Where mm-hmm. do I get that? Like, does that mean that, you know, we have to have a conversation about it and it's something that I used to get from them and now they've changed? Or is it that they've just never given me that and I just continue to be disappointed because I keep expecting something that's just not in line with like who they are or what they bring to the table. Yeah. And then can I find, is there another friendship that offers that? Or is that something that I'd be looking for in a friendship going forward? Mm-hmm. And also figuring out like, what is appropriate to ask for, right? Like, are you mm-hmm. asking them to change? Maybe they're like chronically late. You know what I mean? That's yeah. something that I think comes up in friendships all the time. All the time. That's when <laughs> you tell that friend that mm-hmm. you want them to be there half an hour earlier than you actually want them to be there. Exactly. I do that with certain people. It's like you just have to kind of adjust things or how you frame things or kind of just let go of certain expectations if you want to continue that friendship. And that's okay. <laughs> exactly. But I think that there's other things that like your friend doesn't owe it to you to do like to manage their life any differently so if it's gonna upset you you have to take a step back but I think one of the things that's also really hard is like when you become really invested in people and I think that happens obviously with closer friends but that's where I know that for me that's kind of what happened like this was with a really close friend of mine and I I like took it so personally which is Mm -hmm. like now that you have context and and what's it called foresight or whatever to like understand (laughs) the landscape of what was going on I'm like she I was actually being the one who like should have gotten isn't, it together isn't that funny but in the moment you're like I am so wronged yes yes <laughs> and then you look back and you're like oh wait no I was the one in the wrong yes like, it's yeah. so weird and it, it's, it's actually something that's been on my mind recently of being like is it worth it to go to them and like apologize do you know what I mean like is that constructive or is that like, like opening a wound for no real reason? You know what I mean. But I think sometimes mm-hmm. it's like it's good to to learn these things and realize because I feel like going forward in my friendships, like I'm not going to do that. Like I learned that it didn't work. It didn't serve me. It didn't serve her. It didn't serve anyone. So we're not going that route again. <laughs> but I feel like that's that's the thing with a lot of friendships. Um, Mm -hmm. is I think that they are like a testing ground for other relationships, whether that's continued friendships or romantic relationships. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you can't recover from those mistakes or from those, you know, misalignments, but all Mm -hmm. of them are super valuable and maybe don't get the message right away. I feel like some of the ones I look back on, I'm like, oh, (laughs) and it's like been a while, but it took me a long time to get there. But it is, it is things that then you actively are thoughtful about or you do Mm -hmm. differently in your other relationships yeah no I think that's so true I think that's so true well should we dive into our question of the week then I'm gonna have you take this one first ready all right I'm ready okay how do you balance your boundaries and expectations with your friends qualities that you struggle with such a funny question but it's a good one. I was going to say great question, which is what I say every single time. But, you know, it's tough because I think we all want people to be different than they are sometimes. And I think we see this a lot with romantic relationships, but I feel this bleeding into some of my friendships too, where I want a friend to be everything to me. 
if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I was going to bring and, this up too because I feel that so much. Yeah, where I'm like, I want you to be so on my level, like a you, where I feel like they're, <laughs> like it just feels like kind of seamless. Like I do think that mm-hmm. we do have differences and I think that that's normal, but it's like, it's hard when you have those super close friendships that you're kind of comparing against, mm-hmm. or maybe it's not as easy or maybe they're a little bit more difficult. And you just kind of wish that there was like that one thing that was like a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But one thing I have been trying to do less is just if I notice something and it bothers me, just try not to let it affect me. Because I feel like I do this thing where something will bother me and I just start complaining to everybody about it. It's like this thing really irked me and then I fixate on it and then I just like hyper fixate on it and then it's all I talk about. And then I just Mm -hmm. think about it all the time and I just, you know, sit there like kind of stewing about it or whatever And it just takes such energy Mm -hmm. to do that. And it's kind of pointless at the end of the day, unless it's something like really major, like a one-off thing that you can address. I think just kind of, as we talked about, just letting things go. Like you kind of just have to decide where you want to put your energy. Do you Mm want to put it towards that? Do you want to spend your time talking about that with that person? Or do you want to talk about something else? (laughs) Do you want to like, you know, put your energy towards something else? And I feel like that's, been really something that I've been trying to do more of this year and it was something that I think I was really guilty of before where I would just like be really pissed about something and then I'd call all my friends and tell them how pissed I was about something and Mm -hmm. I'm like well what a shitty conversation for them too like (laughs) yeah what a you know what I mean what a weird take on things so Mm -hmm. I feel like I've been really trying to like really focus on the positives or if I have something that's kind of bothering me like knowing when it's appropriate and productive to talk about it and then realizing when now I'm just like going down this like stupid trash rabbit hole of just like downward spiraling like whatever Mm -hmm. and just being like okay well we're just gonna stop this now and how are you doing like tell me about what's going on with you you know like let's redirect this energy and put it towards something that feels like you know let's talk about our friendship and what we're doing as opposed Mm -hmm. to like this other friendship so that's That's my two cents. No, I love that because I was going to say something very, very similar. Shockingly, we're so aligned. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) We're not misaligned, Lulu. (laughs) (laughs) Never. But yeah, I was going to say how, I mean, building kind of off of what I was talking about earlier, just, you know, when it comes to your own boundaries and expectations, I feel like what I learned is that I think when you grow up, you are so invested in your friends because you have your family, but you're kind of like, (laughs) bye everyone. Like I'm going to go like invest in my friends, you know? You're like, you're also kind of weird and it's too similar to me for it to be okay. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But then you get older and something else happens where there's like a shift back to family life but it's like family life and your significant other life if that makes sense and I think that Mm -hmm. friends become not less important so like don't misconstrue that but they become they fit into like a different box if that makes sense and so I feel like a lot of where this was happening for me was when I felt like my friends were like family and so I was so invested in them that it felt like I had like a personal stake in what was going to happen mm. or I think this happens a lot with like watching your friends in relationships and you're like no but didn't we learn that this that last time that didn't work like come on you know but like 
it doesn't, at the end of the day, like, it doesn't affect me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not the one in the relationship. I'm not the one in the day, day in and day out. So I think being able to, like, take a step back and say, like, okay, like, it's, it's really, like, doesn't have an impact on my life, like, what they're doing if it's not, like, directly hurtful to me, if that makes sense. But then Mm -hmm. also I have, I have some friends who sometimes my conversations with them just like go in a much more negative direction than I want them to be and I've really had to kind of find like subtle ways to spin the conversation back and be like Mm -hmm. I don't I'm not interested in going down that road with you like I can do it you know what I mean when it's needed but like we're not we're not doing this like every time you know what I mean because I think with relationships and friendships like we end up having scripts that we that we go to people for and like like I say this so you do that and so when you don't give people the reaction that they're looking for I think that's another good way to kind of set a boundary and kind of like flip the switch a little bit so I feel like that has been helpful to me but yeah I don't know I don't know how to say I I don't know if I've articulated this whole like like being less invested in your friends because I don't want that to come off the wrong way but I feel like in COVID it like has really served me well to kind of hold up my hands and be like it's okay do you know what I mean yeah I mean I'm a big fan of taking that step back and and I think also being like why do I care so much about this like sometimes I'll ask myself that like you know sometimes like if I'm triggered by something I'm like why am I triggered by that like and do you find it's it's because it's about you it's like it's because it's about me it's (laughs) because yes And, and so I'll notice that I do that with my friendships too where I'm like why did this upset me so much? Or like, Mm -hmm. why did I feel that way about that? And usually it's something to do. It's not even about them or Mm -hmm. like, you know, I also think that sometimes our care for others can be kind of selfish and self-serving in some ways. And and recognizing when maybe you're falling into that trap and then just saying like, we're going to sidestep this and I don't have to, I don't have to put my time and emotional investment into this. Mm-hmm. And that's okay too, you know. Uh, yeah. And I, I'm like a big fan of that. And it does sound kind of callous in some ways, but I also think that you kind of have to do that in order to maintain more than one friendship or maintain healthy friendships. Because I think at the end of the day, you as a person have to be centered and fulfilled in order to keep showing up for people in the right way. And mm-hmm. if you're always so invested in what everyone else is doing, like. I just think that it becomes counterproductive. Yeah. No, I I completely agree. And I feel like both of us have kind of experienced that firsthand. And until you go through it and then you are able to take a step back and recognize what happened, that's when you're like able to make that change. And it, like if you're if you're in it right now, like you won't be able to see it. Like you won't be able to make this change. Yeah. I don't think. Like maybe you are a rock star and you can, but like I couldn't. And so just know that like you have to it's like everything else like you have to like go through it in order to get to the other side but I think on the other side of like learning this lesson though it's 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 been like an important one that I feel like I didn't even realize the importance and like gravitas of it until talking about it yeah no I agree and I feel like this is something I do in other places of my life too Mm. and it's been something that I lately has really been resonating with me like I felt this at my job so it was like taking a step back and being like oh wait you don't have to fix everything (laughs) like you know what I mean like it's not Mm -hmm. on you and it doesn't speak to you when you can't fix something that's really hard and like 
way beyond what your like day-to-day is and I think Mm -hmm. that that's kind of the way with friendships too it's like sometimes you can't fix things and that's okay too but you have to just be able to let it go otherwise it ends up just being like all-consuming um and and kind of you know just taking out all the joy in other places of your life because you become so like obsessed with it I think Mm -hmm. I mean hopefully that doesn't sound weird I feel like that but no, I, mean, I think, I think that that's think, kind of part of human nature is like that weird like obsession or kind of fixation mm-hmm. on things totally um, to our detriment. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think too, with that, like when that happens, I've seen it firsthand with like so many other uh, friends of mine where when that's a thing that you start focusing on, you don't even remember like the good parts of the friendship anymore because yes. you're just, it, it's all consuming. And I actually had a friend who kind of went to one of her friends about this and said like, look like I can't have you for like my own mental health and sanity and for like the sake of this friendship like we can talk about a lot of things like this one topic not something we can talk about anymore and I was like whoa you said that like how did that go and she was like the girl was able to be like I get it like and I felt that too so like I'm glad that we kind of put a boundary there because I think it's really hard to put a boundary on certain friendships and like I'm not good at it at all like not something I do it's so tough to have those conversations but what I think is really interesting is whenever I've had those conversations that I really dread because they're super like vulnerable and weird and it doesn't you know it feels really uncomfortable people are always very receptive to Mm -hmm. it and even when they haven't been which I would say is very rarely then you know and then you can make different choices. It's like, you know, if that mm-hmm. person isn't willing to talk to me about this or isn't willing to meet me in the same place, then maybe maybe that is one of those things where you find someone different who mm-hmm. does give you that, you know? Yeah. And I think that either way, like that directness and being able to talk about those tough things, even though it's really hard, is where you also are able to then get that that piece to move forward in whatever direction it is that you choose but without doing it or kind of confronting it, you you kind of end up getting stuck in these same like loops, if you mm-hmm. will. I mean, once again, you got to go straight through it. <laughs> and it's hard, right? Because it's like, it's nice to have, like, I think that we always kind of construct these images of our friends and people in our relationships of like the best version that we see them as. Mm-hmm. But, you know, everybody's human and, and, and people also go through different phases in their life or maybe they're a little bit different or circumstances are different for them and they show up a little bit differently but you know I think that the more that we can kind of acknowledge that and just continue to have those conversations even though they're hard and uncomfortable the better our friendships and relationships will be I think that's like the perfect place to end because that was like a quote a quote worthy note I loved that wow thank you (laughs) you are so insightful can I just say look at you thank you I need to sleep less more often I guess Mm, there you go there you go well thanks everyone for tuning into this episode you can find us dropping new episodes we used to say every Thursday I'm going to start saying most Thursdays just to give ourselves a little grace but most Thursdays most every Thursday and you can find us at will you sit with me on Instagram and will you sit with me pod on TikTok we'll see you later bye bye